All right, guys, one, two, three, here we go. Can I get a little motivation, a little energy? I want you to be excited with me. This is Juan Santos over to Counselor's Journey, and we are going to dive into another episode all about teaching you mental health professionals how to A, start, B, grow, C, scale a six-figure counseling private practice without, without feeling overwhelmed. Let's do it. Let's dive into the episode. All right, how's everybody doing today? Hopefully you are doing well and you were ready with me. We've got a big old hammer because we are about to break down this whole myth to starting a private practice. You know, I, I think I, I go back. I don't know about you, but I go back to graduate school and agency work just seemed a little more feasible. It seemed a little bit easier just to navigate that world than the world of private practice. I think when I was, you know, just, just going way back, I was thinking about grad school and I was like, man, who is going to pay me? hundred plus dollars, you know, to do counseling when they can just go right across the street to an agency for either no money whatsoever or a sliding scale. And I think, I think this episode, I should have done this episode so long ago because maybe you're out there and you're in graduate school or you're early in your journey of private practice or you're deep into it and maybe you're struggling a little bit and you're trying to figure out how to make moves, how to make decisions that are going to create a strong infrastructure within your private practice, how to break down these myths. So that's what we're going to do today. This is going to be a short and sweet episode. It's going to be black and white, clear, getting right to the point. So whenever we look at myths of starting a private practice, the first one I want us to look at is this idea of if I'm good at my work, you know, if I'm good at the work that I do, then people are going to come and start working with me. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting, the concept there, because if you think about it, right, if you think about this idea that we go to graduate school and we get our certifications, our licensure, we build this sense of self-confidence, right? We feel that, you know, we're trained in EMDR, we're trained in CBT, maybe we went uh, and, and, and went across seas and really just did a deep dive, you know, into our clinical work. So we didn't get to this point where we open up shop, right? <laughs> we got we got we got our sign outside, it says, hey, I'm open for business. But that's not that's not all. I'm I'm actually, you know, specialized and get all this amazing training. And I don't want to take any of that away from anyone out there. You know, I think the work that we do is incredible. And I think that uh you know, the, the work that we do where we go deep into our specialties is beautiful. I certainly take time to make sure that I get my CEUs, that I engage in a level of competence, that I feel really secure in the work that I'm doing before I open the door to any client that I'm working with, you know, just doing my due diligence. But then there's this myth, right? There's this myth of if you do all of that, if you check all of those boxes, you're going to have a full practice. And it doesn't always work that way. And I think one of the simplest ways to think about that is if you imagine somebody out there, they're struggling, right? They're going through some shit and it's five o'clock, they're overwhelmed, they're stressed. I mean, you tell me, is there thought, I need some EMDR right now. Is there thought, man, I could really use a clinician that has a family approach? No, no, you know, it's not. You know, just like if we're going through something, when we want to see a, a physician, you know, our thought doesn't go into that direction. It goes more into just keeping it real, keeping it average Joe. You know, what are they saying during those moments? They're saying, hey, I'm struggling. I feel overwhelmed. I'm like a waiter carrying 26 plates and I don't even know in which direction I'm going to go. You know, who, who made the order? Where am I going? What am I doing? I'm overwhelmed. You know, that's where they're at. So then what happens is that we have this idea when we go into private practice, we do so much work on our certifications and our licensure and getting all that credibility and, and specializing really deep. And then no one comes in. 
and I see it over and over. There's different individuals I engage with and consulting, and they'll come in, and I sit down with them, and they're like, "Yes, you know, I am, I'm licensed in this, and then right now I'm about to shell out a couple, couple hundred dollars to get this certification, and then after that, I want to get that certification." And I think it's beautiful, transformational, amazing. I love that you're going in that direction. But then you know, I ask a question, and I say, is, "Is are these certifications that you're getting are they connected to you to you wanting to work with somebody?" where you're able to utilize the skills and knowledge that you have in serving that population. And they're like, well, no shit, Juan. <laughs> um, they're like, yes, you know, I want to be able to get, I want to be able to get my EMDR certification, Juan, so that I can serve blank person, my ideal client. I goes, perfect, that makes sense. And then I ask them, are you able to work with those people now? The licensure that you have, are you able to support them right now? And they go, well, yeah, I, I can do that right now. I go, well, cool. Well, what if we kind of switch things up a little bit? Let's not take that away from the equation. But let's put our business mind on, you know, just, just click that button that says business mindset and the licensure that you have now, it allows you to work with the clients that you want to work with. Correct. Correct. Let's check that box. Well, why don't we start working with those clients and then the money that comes in there, you save that in a little bucket, a little bucket, you pull 10% of that. And then when that 10% grows into the amount of money that you need for your certification, then dive into that certification. You know, I, th- I think that's something if we apply those type of strategies, then we're breaking down that myth. So if you're out there and, and that really hit you, that first one where you're thinking to yourself, you know, maybe, maybe I have that mindset that, you know, if I'm good at my work, everyone's going to come in. And again, I don't want to take that away from anyone. You know, even when I think about that for myself, um, I, I work really hard. I, I try to do my due diligence to make sure that, you know, I'm diving into research and articles and, and, and CEUs and conferences because I think it's important for us to stay up to date with what's happening in research. And also to dig dig into old school research, like the different practices, you know, overseas, just so that we're integrating that into our work. Second myth we're going to get into, if you need to go drink water, if you need to give yourself a hug, or, you know, I, I read an article recently where we give ourselves hand massages, and then I got super into it. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be doing different sessions, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give myself a little hand massage right now, and it's soothing for me. So the second one is, I need to be an extrovert. I need to be an extrovert to market. And I think what happens is whenever we look at this myth, right, we look at this myth of, I need to be an extrovert to market my practice. If not, no one's going to come in. Well, it reminds me of, you know, whenever we're kids, and I remember, I remember as a child, I, I'd play a lot of sports. My parents put me in soccer and baseball and wrestling and uh, tennis and, and just so many sports out there. And, and what happened during childhood and my upbringing is that usually the loudest kids have a lot of noise around them, right? So then we as adults, we get older and we kind of look at business and marketing and we think about our trade, our trade as clinicians. Then we think about what brings clients in. And often what brings them in is marketing, right? You know, marketing has this connection to sales. And there's everything you see out there. There's old school people knocking on your door and say, hey, I'm, I'm selling you this uh, haircut kit. Or I'm selling you uh, steak. <laughs> which, which which is pretty cool, that one. I'm going to kind of just take us a little tangent here. Not too long ago, I was outside and I was watching a car. Some guy came up and then he's like, yeah, I, I sell prime meat. I said, what? <laughs> and then yeah, he broke it down for me. He, was telling, he showed me all these meats that he sold. And I thought that was pretty cool. Besides the point, I think when it comes to building our private practice, we have this myth around it that we need to be an extrovert. And we don't. We do not need to be an extrovert. Do you know what we need to be? You. Your genuine self. Your authentic self. Yes, you. Because your clients connect to you. You know, the people that I work with, they connect to me. And they tell me that. They're like, hey, I feel like we have a great relationship. I feel, I feel like we've known each other. You know, things like that. And I'm sure that the people that you work with resonate in that same, same way with you. So if you think about that, 
there are millions of people out here in this world. And if one person tells you, you know, you are the right fit for me, then there's no doubt in my mind that there are an entire tribe of individuals just like that one person that relate to you. So let's really just throw that myth outside the window. You don't need to be an extrovert. You don't need to be an introvert. You don't need to be fluid in any of those directions. My friends, you need to be you. You're genuine, authentic you. You need to feel empowered. Shine bright. You know those dimmers in, in bedrooms or in houses? You dim it to the left. It gets a little bit dark. You dim it to the right. And then that sucker is just bright. I want you to dim yours all the way to the right side. I want you to be you. And think about what that means when it comes to marketing. So let's break this myth down a little. In, uh, you know, just let's break it down a little in, in, in some ways. I'm stuttering here, but work with me. So if you're out there and you're thinking to yourself, okay, I don't feel comfortable getting out there in front of a crowd. Well, don't get in front of the crowd. More importantly, if I'm sitting down with you and we're looking at marketing, I want to know what what are we doing there? Why are we sitting in front of a crowd? What are we saying? And maybe it's a presentation that you want to do. And you want to do the presentation to show people uh, in a way to showcase your skills. You want to be able to walk them through um, maybe a meditation practice, right? But then you tell me, you're like, Juan, listen, I feel really comfortable with, with my skills and knowledge, but just getting out there in front of all those people, that, that's not my style. I say, well, hey, well, hold on, you know, that's fine. You know, let's, let's, not, let's not go out there. You know, let's get savvy here. Let's get creative. A counselor's journey private practice is about tapping into two of the areas, curiosity and ambition. Both of those, I strongly believe both of those lead us to success. Success in our private practice, success in our personal lives. So then we get curious and we go, okay, I want to be able to share this message with other people, but I, I don't want to get in front of other people. You know, that's just not my style. Well, what if you started a podcast and you share that same message there? You know, what if you did, instead of a YouTube channel with your face, you just had the audio part? You know, what if instead of you doing it, you brought out that, wrote all that information down and then you hired a marketing team and they could be that face for you, right? So with that curiosity, we get creative, we get innovative, and then we come out with different ways to get your message across, to be able to move you forward in your journey of private practice. Number three, myth number three, this is the last one I want to share with you. Before I do, I want to thank you. If you haven't done so already, I would love, love, love if you could always you know, t- take time to leave me a review. Let me know which episodes are really helpful. I know I'm just tagging this right into the middle of the episode, but I want to throw it out there with you. One of the ways that a podcast grows, just as a big um, heads up out there, is through reviews. Um, if there's, you know, if there's not reviews out there, then, um, it kind of just, you know, ranks a little bit lower. So then it's harder for counselors out there to find us, to find a counselor's journey. And I love being here. I do. I get excited when I get to get behind the mic. My, my wife right now, she's upstairs, she's taking a hot bath. And then she's like, all right, be up by nine. It's just a heads up. I'm doing this episode on a Thursday. It is 8.35 PM. So I know that I got to be up there by nine, but I do. I, I get, I, I get so excited. This is, it feels like my space. Myth number three. Counseling is about relationships, right? Counseling is about relationships. So that let's just throw that technology out the window, my friends. No, no, no. You know, yes, building a private practice is about relationships. Yes, building a private practice is about technology. It's about bridging those together. You know, when you think about marketing, marketing is relationship building. Marketing is you being able to get to know somebody. And there's different ways for us to do that. You know, right now I'm using technology, technology to connect with you, to share with you some ideas, some tools so that you're able to find success in your private practice and then let that success pour into your personal life so that you are finding joy 
If you're a dad out there, you're able to spend time with your kids because you know your business is flourishing. If you are a wife out there, if you are an individual out there, you're able to do all the amazing things that you want to do because you know your business is flourishing. So this right here, this medium is technology. And when it comes to the myth, right, that myth of starting a private practice, we want to be able to tap into those two areas. We want to be able to tap into technology. We want to be able to tap into relationship building. And if you get lost in those, I'm here, reach out. I am more than happy to connect with you. And always know that there's resources out there. You know, we don't have to be good at everything. I saw not too long ago this YouTube video, and there was this guy, and he's doing he's doing work, and it's about business. And there's all these little pop-ups in front of him. And it shows that he's the accountant, he's the janitor, he's the bookkeeper, he's everything in that business. And I was like, shit... That reminds me of me. It's overwhelming. And many, many of you out there are like, yeah, it is overwhelming. <laughs> I, I, I certainly get that. So take a step back and take a step back and remember there are amazing people out there that, which is incredible, they can do a better job than we can in some of these areas. So why not bring those people in? You know, start them at a comfortable rate. Let them support you in allowing your practice to flourish, to thrive, to shine. And then over time, you're going to see things go in the right direction. I want to thank you again for being here with me, for listening to these myths. Myths to starting a private practice. Break them down. Take that big old Thor hammer with you. Move forward. Much love. As you head out today, guys, I want you to give yourself a big old hug, a big old high five, because listen, you're doing it. You're taking time out of your day to build your six-figure private practice. You are tapping into ambition. You're tapping into curiosity, and you're doing it here together. We're holding hands. We're walking on this journey, a private practice journey. Before you head off, do me a kindness. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know which episode really stuck out to you. Which one made you go... Yes, I need to start doing a little bit more of that. Or yes, I am doing that and I'm proud of myself for doing that. I am seeing amazing changes. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to growing together on our journey.